What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to episode 16 of the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to an ep- uh, episode of the Dogs if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Stay up to date on all our episodes. Uh, any other content we put out. Uh, it's good to see you guys again. Yeah, uh, one back. week closer yep. to the NFL, real football. Yes. We actually had some high school football over the weekend. We had uh, a little bit of college. Yes. So. Two weeks away, right? Two For, weeks out. Yeah. yeah. Browns, Ravens. I got to watch uh, my first, uh, you know, Team loss. I'm not a Maslin Tiger fan, but uh, it's big time in our house. Yeah, you married and, into it. Yeah, married into <laughs> it, and uh, they blew it in the fourth quarter. A very Maslin. Uh, Good. That was a tough. It was tough. A lot of a lot of depression at the house. Not really for me. I just went to bed. It's fine. <laughs> well, so a little bit of happiness. Then this is the last week without NFL. Yeah, it's a awesome. week from Thursday night. Right. Kicks off. Really? Thank goodness. Yes, sir. Man, I'm excited. Crazy to it's think. here, man. It's here. It's it's weird without the preseason. You almost Yeah. We're just you don't talking have about the, you know, oh, this is the fourth game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're ready to go. We're like talking about our undefeated record and how great we look and getting ready to head into things, into the 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 rough part of the season. How awesome is it gonna be to be talking real games on this show? Yeah, it's gonna be we're gonna have to figure out and for all the listeners out there, we are gonna figure out how we're gonna do this to turn these episodes around. In a quick amount of time after each game, so we can recap. Yeah, it'd be we'll just come here and watch a game on this TV and then do it live. I've actually thought about that. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) we can't stream the game live, but we could watch it and and comment on it live. Absolutely. I don't know if we could get away with doing live just because sometimes they make me real mad. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're trying to keep this thing PG. Yeah, we're on a two second delay. Yeah, (laughs) Josh is not going to be able to edit out some of the things (laughs) that are going to happen. You do a great job. I don't know. We don't, don't know have, if you're up for it. Well, we, we don't have do to it. like watch the game. Like a ha- we have to like wait until the yeah. game is like halfway in or whatnot, then start watching it and do our live. Yeah. <laughs> so Josh had time to like pause. Could do a swear jar and raise money for charity. Or something. <laughs> yeah, we could do Somebody's that. going to college for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, before we move into this episode, you know, obviously some big things happened this past weekend. On a more somber note. Uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, Vontae Mack, Jackie Robinson passed away, colon cancer. Um, you know, it's super sad news. We just wanted to pass our condolences along to, you know, his family. They're probably not going to see this, but, you know, just in case. And, you know, everybody was a fan of him because I know I was a big fan. Yeah. You yeah. know, not just the Black Panther movies, which I loved in the Marvel movies, but Draft Day is like one of my favorite sports yeah. movies, you know, so... No, just sad news this past weekend. Um, so well, and it serves as a reminder too for everybody out there: like, take care of yourself, watch your health, monitor. Yep. You know, if something's not right, you yep. know, look into it. Because, like Zach said before the show, it doesn't matter who you are, where you live, how much money you have. Disease is disease, and it's gonna. Yep, it's my father in law just passed away to the exact same thing. So just I mean, it's horrible. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter anything like that. Make sure you look out for yourself. And yeah, life's short. If you want to start a podcast, just do it. Well, and that's true, man. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. everybody should have a podcast. Just yes. do it. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. all right. Well, let's move on to some, you know, better news. I know we're, you know, a Cleveland Browns podcast, you know, football first. 
But I think, you know, we're all big-time Cleveland sports fans, and we do have a Cleveland team right now that's starting off maybe a little slow, but we're doing some pretty big things. You know, how about the Tribe? Yes. Yes. I mean, first place in AL Central, not that long ago, we were, what, third? Yeah, third. Yeah, for, and it's gonna, for most of the... It's going to be tight, though. I yeah. mean, we're halfway through the season, but, man, the, the Central is very good this year. Yeah, and it's hard to get any really big separation because you're playing your division opponents more often yeah. than you would normally. Yep. You know, that's where you're playing a lot of your games, and that's just because... I don't think they want different teams traveling to different parts. They're trying to, they're not in a bubble in the major leagues they're going to be. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys saw, but postseason yep. World Series are going to be held in specific places, California and Texas. Um, but I think that they're trying to do their little bit of a bubble without saying they're in a bubble like the NBA is. Right. So Indians won seven of their last 10, 21 and 12 record. And I just saw, it was, I don't think it was last night, it was two nights ago, we had like 21 hits. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's more yeah, hits than we had finally, the first three weeks. Yeah, the bats are finally coming alive. Pitching staff's amazing. It's insane. Imagine um, if we don't trade Trevor Bauer. And yeah. but pitching staff is amazing. But we are shopping Clevenger. Like Clevenger. Yeah, Clevenger I is on the trading block. It's yes. so crazy. Is, yeah, I think it's be? a lot. And we're gonna kind of get into the Earl Thomas situation with Baltimore and how. I think Mike Clevenger is a little bit. Kind of like that. I think that there's some players probably on the team that don't like him or he didn't care too much about being suspended because he remember he left yep. and didn't mm-hmm. follow the rules. And it could be one of those types of situations where it's like, hey, a lot of the guys don't want him here. He's a hot commodity right now. We could get something in return, mm-hmm. you know, before things go really south and then we can't get anything for him because nobody right. wants him. Yeah. Did you guys, I mean, did you guys see the double play to end the game and extras yesterday? Yeah, I did see that. I did yeah. not. Yeah. It was huge a huge mess up. Yeah. For, uh, for on, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, St. Louis's yeah. part. Yeah. They had a guy on third and was it, what was it? A line drive straight to mm-hmm. Santana at first yep. or something Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And the guy just was off third base, just stood there and it was like, <laughs> what are you doing? And he just ran across the field and, I wasn't, I wasn't listening to Hamilton, but I can't imagine what he said during that, watching that unfold. He's probably thrilled. Oh, it was, you know, it was a hot grounder is what it was. Cause he bobbled it for a second mm-hmm. and then got the first out. And then that guy was Didn't like, what should do, I go yeah. home? And then he was, Oh, yeah. I'm Huge. totally screwed. Yeah, big, big air, big bear. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Hey, let's hope the tribe can continue that. I'd love to see a world series. Yeah, title. I don't care. Oh, in a short and short season, season, I don't care. I don't, yep. Oh, I don't care at all. No oh. asterisk on that one. No, nope. no one a title. It is what it is. A good anything, chance to take advantage of the situation. Yeah, yeah. If anything, they're allowing more teams in the playoffs. It'd be harder to win. You'd think. Well, and the Indians are usually either a hot start or a hot finish. Yeah. Let's just make it a hot middle and just, yeah, roll, yeah, and just bring it straight into the playoffs. I will say the shortened season can help a team like the tribe just because there's if you get hot there's almost not enough time to get hot and cool down yeah yeah because the season you know what i mean like sometimes the indians you know they they get real hot and then they cool off it you know too early well, it's such a long season it's a weird thing too Usually. like a team so this year i think uh, world series wise like i know talent talent prevails eventually but like you have a yankees team that is absolutely loaded mm-hmm. just finally broke a seven game losing streak yesterday yeah, like they're probably done in a season like this. Seven games in a row, you lose. Yeah, I uh, and it, it, you don't have those injuries either. How many times with the Indians is it like, oh, they're on a roll, and it's like yeah. two months left in the year, and then Corey Kluber like 
can't throw yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to throw in a playoff game, gives up like eight runs. Yeah. Trevor Bauer's working on his drone and cuts his finger off. Yeah, yeah and then he throws a ball in the outfield. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> he did a fake beer chuck during the game uh, yesterday. It was pretty awesome. By the way, <laughs> I don't know. If you guys don't follow Trevor Bauer on social media, go He's follow Tra- on, yeah, Trevor Bauer. Awesome. He is... <laughs> He's it's pure always, gold. Yeah. He does not care. He gives Any, about anybody. Not no. even the guy who runs the MLB. He doesn't <laughs> care, Manfred. He doesn't care about Jake because he's going to say what he wants. That's um, awesome. He's and like, Indians doing all this without Francona, too. Francona's been in yeah. and out the past couple weeks, yep. you know, having some health issues of his own. Crazy. So. Well, Roll hey, Tribe. Roll Tribe. Yep. Let's get that title. All right, so let's move into some, uh, you know, around the NFL type stuff. We are a football podcast, I guess. Um, you know, we touched on this last week. You know, the Ravens cut Earl Thomas. You know, we dropped that bomb live, you know, when we saw the update. That's how cool we are. Uh, but one thing I didn't expect to happen, and I feel like it opened up because of some injuries that we're going to get into later. Uh the, the Browns have actually found themselves on, you know, a short list of potential favorites to land Earl Thomas. And I don't know about you guys, but... That tickles my fancy. It couldn't hurt. No. Uh, yeah. Cons- well, yeah, I don't know. All things considered, I guess we'll get into it, but oh my gosh. We're getting to the point where it's either we sign him or we play 10 guys on defense. Yeah. The Browns have just been crushed by injuries. Or and- one injury away from just being like, uh, well, we don't care. <laughs> we just do whatever you so, want with our defense. So I'm gonna go wait. I'm gonna go opposite of you guys. I don't want him. I oh, don't want him. Get out of here. I don't want him. I don't want his attitude. I don't want the player that nobody on the Ravens, one of like the most like player like Harbaugh didn't even like the guy. Harbaugh loves everybody. I mean, he's yeah. a player's coach. Nobody on the Ravens liked this guy, which is why they didn't bring him back. Um Notable guy last year, just quitting on plays, not going, not like selling out on any type of plays. Did it against the Browns in the Nick Chubb run. Just quit running after him. Said after the game that he didn't want to finish running after him because he didn't want to get injured. <laughs> he was ten yards behind the play and just he just like quit. Well, well, and he, he got a Pro Bowl last year. So. It's it's a precedent. I couldn't imagine if I watched a Browns player just not run after somebody and just quit on a play, I'd be living. Yeah. Well, you'd say you'd be like this. Oh, good thing he didn't keep running after him because he might have got injured. Yeah, now the thing with got turf toe. The thing with Earl Thomas, <laughs> kind of to your point, Zach, is he's still not signed. Right. You know, he was cut well, a week ago now at this recording. Yeah. We, even in that recording, we said, "Hey, by the time this podcast comes out, he'll be he'll probably be signed." He's still not signed. We're still talking about him. So right. I read a, an interesting article. We said basically Dallas. I can't remember the teams exactly, but Dallas and 49ers were two of the big mm-hmm. ones. Dallas and 49ers are basically holding nope. off. They're good. Yep. And I even saw something. Our guy Zeke. Yep. He said, "Huh, you know, I like the guys. I like the guys we have." Now, like, if you read the whole article, if you see it at a headline, you're like, "Wow, right. that's right. a shot." Basically, says, "Hey, you know, vets are great." He's a great vet. He'd be a lot for our team. You know, what's well, one more vet? It's awesome. It'd be great, but I like the guys well, we have. Was it you last week that said about they, the Cowboys cleared cap space and we they, thought it was they, for Thomas? We thought for sure but it was But then for I him. saw it was for Prescott. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, the, so the crazy thing, too, is um, I read an article, like, really right before we got in here. And so he filed a grievance. Yes. This is Thomas. Filed a grievance against the Ravens because... He basically wants his guaranteed money for the year. Like Antonio Brown all over again. Yep, Here we yep. go. Um, and they're basically saying he's not even really worried about getting to a team until the beginning of September. Or Which, at the beginning of September. That's like two days. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. Here's the thing is I'm going to deal with 
the little bit of head case that he might be because he's an old world safety and we need a safety. And uh, would that not just be awesome to just stick it to the Ravens? It would be, but I, I don't think you want to destroy your team. Like you yeah. destroy what team? Well, the more we talk head, about your it, your new coach it, has to deal with there you go. an Earl Thomas oh. attitude coming in on your defense. Say, why that would another, you another big personality do that to a first time head coach whenever you don't have to? Okay, but we kind of have to. We don't have to. Uh, what are the play? What are the guys out there? Or what are the teams out there? I'd say Ravens are one of them that deal with guys like Earl Thomas that are like they bring these guys in the Patriots. You know, a Ravens team, the Steelers, they bring in like Seahawks. these head kids. Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks is a big one. And, New Orleans. And who didn't he work out for? The Ravens and the Seahawks. Who the but Ravens brought in that were attitude problems? That they had just... Ray Lewis for how long? The guy, the <laughs> he guy was away with murder. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but as far as the NFL is concerned, he was a, he was always a model citizen. The, no, I can't th- there's not one Ravens player I could think of that. Uh, they've picked up that I've been that guy's a head case. He's going to destroy their team, and then they've magically Earl made Earl Thomas work. was one of them, and he's no longer there. No. He's and, and okay, so Come you on. got like 49ers interested in him. One of the biggest players in 49ers history, Jerry, Jerry Rice, Rice yeah. came out and said, uh, you guys Don't. might want to think twice about being interested in this guy. And Kyle so, Shanahan even said today, he said, you know, I like the safeties that we have. We got yeah. guys. We got guys that are capable. Wasn't it Richard Sherman was advocating for yeah. yep. Earl Thomas, his yeah. character and stuff, and even he, you know, Shanahan's still no like, pull. no. Yeah, Here's my thing. The, the 49ers just went to a Super Bowl, and they have an established culture. We don't have any of that. We just got to win some games. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm on, I, I'm sticking to my opinion. I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want the problems. I'll deal with Browns just, I just got a thing why we got on the air that the Browns are um, interested in signing Logan Ryan. Uh, okay. Played for the Titans the last three years. Yep. He's a free agent. Wants a lot of money. Wants ten million a year. They're not sure that they want to pay him that much. Well, we have the space. Yeah. So he's and he's a corner, good, right? Corner, corner safety. He mm-hmm. was a cornerback and uh, for Houston back in the day. Then he transitioned over to safety. So you know he could play both mm-hmm. both spots. Um, he actually picked off Baker. Week one last year. Mm. It wouldn't hurt to have somebody with a little versatility out there because God knows who's going down next. (laughs) Yeah. 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 From a talent aspect, I think it would be a nice pickup. And honestly, you could probably get him on a budget because I don't see that many teams going after him. I mean, if they haven't gone after him yet. Yeah. Came starting, you know, what, 10 days? Mm-hmm. But so, how much is that him going, you know, through his agent? Uh, hey, and he just, I got things to he take just care switched of agent in the article I read. He just switched agents, too. So yeah. agent probably was telling him, hey, man, market's not there. You're not getting 10 million. He's like, okay, you're fired. Hey, yeah. you, hey you, give me $10 million a year. <laughs> Go out there and give me my money. <laughs> uh, Browns also last week we talked about Malcolm uh, Smith. Mm-hmm. We did end up signing him. It was like yeah. the very next day or yep. hours later. Well done. He was uh, like a prophet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so we signed him. Uh, didn't realize that it is a former Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Didn't yeah. realize that when we were talking about What's it. What's your stuff. feelings on that, Blake? <laughs> yeah, so you read the article that says Browns signed former Super Bowl MVP. And you're yeah, like, okay. oh, sweet. And then you're like, he hasn't stuck on a team since then. Yeah. He played in that Super Bowl. He, I remember him in that Super Bowl. Yeah. Like once I read the or- article, I was like, oh, man, I remember this guy. And then he, he hasn't played significant time since. No, no. He's bounced around Seahawks, Raiders for a year, 49ers for a season, Jaguars, Cowboys last year. So, I mean, I don't think that he's coming in going to be our captain leader of the defense like uh, Joe Schobert type of a player. But – 
we needed somebody and there's plenty of other guys out there. So I know that we're going to get into somebody's feelings about the Browns and their uh, roster management and guys they should go after. So I'll let that, oh, let that simmer down here for a minute. Well, or spe- <laughs> yeah, or just get it right back into it. <laughs> you know, well, speaking of guys that we've actually talked about the Browns adding on this podcast, um, former Jaguars, DN Unique Ngakwe traded to the Vikings what, late last night or early this morning Yeah, uh, for a second and a fifth round pick. In Conditional. It, the, so mean, it could go back up. I think I read it could go up to another, what, second or third? Third, depending yeah, on. So whenever we were potentially shopping for this guy, weren't they wanting like a first? first like, like, wanted, like a first and a joke. Yeah. 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 So the Vikings got him, you know, in my opinion, on a steal. And I know Justin, you know, a little bit hurt, you know, that like we're just kind of letting guys go. Us not signing this guy to me says we don't see that as big as a need as we thought it was three weeks ago before everybody else on our team got injured. Well, so (laughs) hear me out on this. I feel like you can never have enough depth at a position. Obviously, Brown's management right now feels like we don't need any depth at all. Like we have holes that multiple multiple positions right now but i guess we'll get into that not like you're saying end isn't end isn't a concern right is that what you're going to tell me i'm a d line in general is probably the one place where we have not been affected by injury and okay. we still have except, except for, for d so, tackle yeah d tackle so, we are we yeah, are we're hurting yeah. yeah but unique and is not a d tackle well and yeah how but, how consistent was olivier vernon last year yeah like, I mean, I, I know that we're willing to not give away, I guess, a second and a fifth, a conditional fifth for a guy that he's going to go to the Vikings and just completely revamp that defense again. That defense was already really, really good. And they let Everson Griffin go and got a way better version yeah. of Everson Griffin. Yep. Younger, go, totally younger more athletic. And Andy's restructuring his deal. Like yeah. we were worried about the money. We we're like, oh, we're not paying 17 this guy. Million. Yeah, we're I not saw. gonna pay this guy. You know, but he's actually restructuring from the seventeen million down to twelve. Oh, 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 cool. Down to twelve. Yeah. So For that makes you feel that make you feel a little better yeah. for this season. But he's still gonna want a big contract after this season. Hmm. Yeah, but he's also that's the thing too. Like Olivier Vernon just had a really bad season. He had to take less money. I think that that's the kind of position that if he comes out and he wouldn't have a great season with the Browns, nobody's given him that kind of money. So we're likely to re-sign him for a lower amount. So you're projecting a bad season for a guy that you wanted us to trade for? No, no, I'm, I'm just projecting a huge. I'm just season. saying that just because we sign him doesn't mean that we got to give him $20 million next year. So you would have traded for somebody that we didn't have to, that we were only going to keep for one season possibly with the roster that we got to throw out there possibly i feel like the because you're losing you have the money now right yeah you have the money to do it this year next year you get that money back if it doesn't work out you just cut your dirty (laughs) right now i feel like the next (laughs) it might even be the next i i figured if baker's our guy which we'll also get into that (laughs) if baker's our guy our window is three four years with the roster that we have uh, we have a lot of young guys and stuff like that, and we'll re-sign some of those guys. But those young guys are going to want a lot of money here in like three, four years. You know, I, you know, I would have taken him for me though because of all the injury. I feel like the end. That's just it wasn't a need. 
I feel like if we're going to trade a second and a fifth, we should trade it for a safety or a linebacker. I, and trust me, you know I, what I mean. I completely, I completely agree. Which we're not doing that either. <laughs> well, we well, haven't done it yet. Oh yeah, okay. But so I don't know. To me, the season starts in like a week. Yeah, yeah I know. But I mean, they just who cares it. about a defensive playbook? Let's just go out there and tackle whoever has the ball. You know, no scheme. Uh. Don't worry about it. Here's we'll the thing, fine. though. Most of these guys in the NFL, the, your scheme, there's a 3-4 and there's a 4-3. For mm-hmm. the most part, they're all the same. It's just the lingo you got to learn. Yep. Yeah, I, I would imagine that trans, you know, switching teams and learning their defensive scheme would be a lot easier transition than trying to learn a new playbook on offense. I agree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. It's see ball, get ball. Yeah. Line up over the tackle and go rush the quarterback. So, I hope it's that easy for us. <laughs> I hope it's that easy. But, well, we'll see what the Browns do, you know. Um, hopefully, you know. Well, what, this is where I'm, like, very frustrated this year that there's no preseason. Okay, because yes, preseasons, whenever you get to see guys go out there that you have no idea who they are, you know, it was your fourth-round pick or whatever. A guy's just supposed to be death, and all of a sudden he's out like Mac Wilson last year. You know, saw him in preseason games. You're like, wow, we got a freaking steal in the mm-hmm. fifth round for this. Or Avery. Yeah, or yeah, Jannard Avery, and yeah. this year we just don't know. Like you know, as far as the four of us sitting right. here talking Browns, it's like we have no idea. Yeah, because we just all go we based, have are the camp reports based yep. on uh, Zagura's report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's balling out out there. <laughs> oh, uh, Blake's favorite guy on Twitter. Hey, he's one I, of my I got a lot of love for him. Yeah. Uh, He's all about the Browns, man. Hey, he rubbed me the wrong way. He stole our content. He stole our <laughs> idea a couple weeks. No, that had been a month or two back already now. Uh, we let him know about it. Yeah, uh, never reached out. Scared of us. <laughs> so, so moving to some more Brown-specific, you know, last week we opened the show with, you know, some injuries starting to happen. It did not slow down nope, in no. the last seven days. Um, in fact, this one hurts me the most maybe – Grant Delpit out for the season with an Achilles tear. I mean, if you guys have listened to this show, you know that we've been crazy high psyched, on Grant Delpit. Psyched about it. And, I mean, not only do we lose him for this season, but now, you know, you got that doubt in your mind that starts to creep in, like, this <laughs> dude was hurt in college. Yeah. You know, yep. I, I know he played through the injury in college, but he didn't play as high of a level. You know, and now he gets hurt. First year in the NFL. In, he slipped in the draft. Ever, I mean, people so, were scared about it. So there was something else there, you know, physically wise that they everybody else was kind of cautious. So it's one of those. So I don't want to, you know, people come. I mean, Adrian Peterson rushed for 2,000 yards after tearing his ACL. So, you know, it's not a death <clears throat> sentence. But then, you know, as a Browns fan and seeing this kind of thing happen to us over and over my whole life, that little bit of doubt starts to creep in. Like, well, I mean, what if this, we draft this guy, we're high on him. What if we never see him do anything for the Browns? Yeah, the good thing is, I mean, po- possibly is he's what twenty two years old, Super so young, yeah, he's young. He's got that young body. Young bodies heal better than old bodies, mm-hmm. so he's got a better chance to heal and come back on a full recovery from this. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. You're right. I mean, now yeah. we got to be worried about it, but at least he's not twenty nine and right. rupturing his Achilles. Right. So. And you got, you know, two veteran guys right now on the defense. You got Carl Joseph. You got Andrew Sandejo. Thank God we signed um, those guys. Yeah, yeah, seriously. No kidding. Seriously. Looking back on our, our, one of our first podcast episodes about the free agent signings. like I was big on Carl Joseph and signing. Like, and, yep. Yeah, thank God we have them. Yeah, so those two, you know, you got there to, you know, 
fill the role. I think that Grant Delpit by, you know, midseason was going to be like our full-time guy. I don't know mm-hmm. if he was necessarily going to be that right out of the gate because Carl Joseph is a proven guy. Um, and it might have taken, you know, Delpit a little bit more time. And I think that they were going to – I don't know how full go he was going in camp, but I was under the impression like when things started that they were kind of babying him a little bit more to like make sure he was 100% healthy. Yeah. And then now this happens. Well, if he tore his Achilles, I'm going to assume that was a non-contact injury. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I mean, you guys see we this, called that it. all the time. So my thing for – Looking at this, even as a Browns fan, this huge morale blow, like on a young defense, like I know we say, hey, we've got these veteran guys here and there, but like this, this defense is very young. And like this guy was a guy that was going to come in and I figured two, three years down the road, we were going to be like, man, pro bowler, heart of the defense kind of guy. Um The thing that's awful too is Achilles. You usually hear more in basketball, but Achilles tear is explosiveness is gone. It takes yeah. forever to heal. They lose. I mean, there's guys that they say, Hey, they'll never be the same Kobe. I mean, Kobe was still good after he came back, but he was not the same Kobe, but he was also way older. Yeah. You right. I mean? I'll, I'll give older. you guys that. Right. But like, if you see Achilles, it's not good. Now, what was Deshaun Watson? Was that ACL or was that Achilles? It um, was a non-contact. Ooh, his rookie I don't know. Year. In practice, I remember that. Stat guy. I'll find it out. <laughs> He's yeah, on the keyboard. Well, and, and the, the thing, he was yeah. young, super young. Super young. It happened and to him, and he came back. And You would never know. You, you would never know. Um, That's the thing for me is these injuries, these soft tissue injuries, they can nag you for a long time, but this dude's going to get – I mean, he's uh, he's going to go see probably what Doctor James Andrews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Watson was the ACL. Okay. Just turn that out. So you know, an ACL used to be seen as like that was your career killer. That was like the Tommy John surgery of the NFL. And anymore, I mean, that used to be a year long injury, and now you're seeing people tear their ACL and they're back in Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah. What the world? You know. So I'm hoping it's it's something that. I'm hoping he recovers quickly. He's going to get the best surgery. He's going to have the best rehab, the best treatment. He's right. young. He's a world-class athlete. It just sucks. <laughs> and, you know, and then as we look, Greedy Williams is looking at missing significant time now with a shoulder injury. Yep. Yep. And at a point, you know. <laughs> Still got Kevin Johnson yeah. with the lacerated spleen. Yeah. You know, whatever you know, it was. So a month ago, we're going, we're weak at linebacker, but we're we're solid up front and we're solid in the back end. It's going to help mask for the, the linebacking core. And now we're just we're solid up front. Yeah. Now we're thinning out everywhere yeah. and it just, it's killing our defense. The Browns have been devastated by injuries so far. And to me, greedy, we were looking to see him make that big jump in year two to really be like the Robin, to, you know, Denzel Ward's Batman. And this just sets him back. I mean, if he misses, I think I heard what possibly eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, I would say I think that's what I saw, and about the same amount of time probably for Kevin Johnson as well. So, we are so you've thin. lost, you've lost one of your better safeties. You know that you're hoping was going to be, you know, one of your better safeties. Yep. You've lost your second cornerback and your slot cornerback. Yeah, and where our bye week is positioned. I mean, with greedy, that could be a, an entire first half of the season thing. They might just yep. wait till hey, let's get through the bye, give him that extra, you know, two weeks to recover. It's rough, man, and so now you got to hope guys like AJ Green, undrafted step free up. agent, step up. You know, and hopefully, I know the uh, we gave him what the biggest undrafted free agent signing, you know, in league history. So mm-hmm. there's potential there. We we obviously like what we see, 
Um, now, what but, about Money Mitch? Okay, I thought I saw something about him being injured, but then I just read that he could be in line to start week one. So, so that's you know, if you guys remember on my fantasy team, I drafted Money Mitch ahead of Greedy. Yep, because yeah. and he almost wasn't. He might not have been a starter on the team this <laughs> yeah. year. Money Mitch every time. Money Mitch comes in for the Browns. He plays lights out. So losing greedy obviously sucks, but Terrence Mitchell is going to be able to step in, but we can definitely not afford to lose him. We can't lose anybody else in that secondary or we're going to be, we're going to be screwed. So with Mitchell, he came back to practice Thursday. So he had been sidelined from Monday to Thursday, but came back. um, He just returned, but it said that they're just, yeah, so, considerable uh, injuries to the secondary. Here's right now. some here's some of the names that you got out there. So AJ Green's not. I mean, I don't know when this came out. I just pulled up our depth chart. So you had Greedy as your right cornerback. Denzel Ward left. They had Carl Joseph and Sandejo. So this is uh, pre Greedy injury, but it'd have to be after uh, Delpit. Delpit because he's not on here. So safety wise, you got Joseph Sandejo, JT Hassel, and Redwine, which I remember Redwine Hassel. I don't remember if I don't remember him. I you guys, know. I don't no. remember that name. Uh, cornerback behind Denzel Ward right now, you got Donnie Lewis Jr. Okay. and Robert Jackson. Yep. Uh, and then you got Terrence Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, behind Greedy. So and then Kevin Johnson behind that, and then Donovan Alumba. So nice. your two right cornerbacks are. Uh, Mitchell and Alumba. So well, we're dangerously close right now to like be playing guys that we don't know who they are. Well, yeah. And, and yeah. I take a lot of pride in I know the Browns roster pretty well. I don't know who these guys are. Saturday is the cut down. So Saturday they got it says they got to cut it down from 80 to 53. Okay. So now that that this is where it's going to really suck for the Browns cuz they got to try to figure out who do who are we keeping who's injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. And who's going to be let go from other positions that we thought we had good depth there, but now we can't afford to keep, you know, the six wide receiver, and, whatever yeah, it is. And we're keeping crap guys just because we're hurt at certain positions. Right, yeah, you got to keep lesser, yeah. you know, talented guys on the yeah. roster to fill for the injuries. One thing I will say that'll help with that this year is the expanded practice squad. Mm-hmm. I think practice squad in the past is like max is like six guys. Yep. And I think it's going to be 20 this year. So, and then you can protect six guys every week that other people can't come and sign off your team. So that does help a little bit. I think we'll only carry two quarterbacks. I think our third quarterback will be on the, one of our protected practice squad players. Um, so that frees up a spot, but it, it is, you know, it's going to force our coaches and our GM to make some decisions that they probably didn't. They were like, we're not going to worry about that. We know what that is. We came into this season saying the only hole on the Browns team was right guard. Not anymore. You know? Well, offensively. Offense, we knew linebacker yeah. was, yeah. was going to be yeah. tough. We but knew, I'm with you. But for the most, you know, yeah, that was the biggest glaring hole. We were like, who's going to play right guard? Well, if we're if we're transitioning to the offense real quick, we can talk about Treader. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't practiced. Nope. And, and they're yeah. saying uh, our boy, he's looking really, really good. Nick Harris? Nick yeah. Harris. Yeah, so Rookie. Uh, and we called it. Fourth, third, yeah. fourth round? Was that third episode? No, Back-to-back he, episode back in the day? Was he a fifth rounder? Yep. He was a fifth. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Because um, uh, yeah. fourth was Harrison Bryant. Unless he was the second fourth. I can't remember. To be honest with you, I can't remember. You guys talk about him. I'll uh, look yeah. it up. So, yeah, he is in pressing Bill Callahan, veteran, you know, coach who's on our offensive line. And, yeah, Treader out recovering from that knee surgery. Hasn't practiced yet. I mean, 
can we talk? I mean, is this not the worst possible scenario? Like going yeah. into the season, the Browns could have had like team wise. Treader, they said it's just a scoop deal. Like they're just scooping the knee out. It should only be like two, three weeks, and he'll be fine. But like, we already knew that it was going to be a little weird going into the season. A lot of, I mean, well, our when we go into this offense part, yeah. Oh my goodness! Like yeah. So uh, Will's. Uh, Stefanski did come out and commit um, in a press conference. You know that Wills is going to be on the starting line. Good. Um, he actually came out and said that. So that's a good sign that we at least have that. Um, but it's. I think it's looking like Nick Harris is going to maybe be our starter week one. And they're saying that he's great. You know, he's great calling, you know, the plays out, you know, and he's doing all this. But week one, you get Baltimore and their defense. And they don't do anything, you know, normal like on their defensive line so yep. he's really going to be put to the test and i like i said i just think this is like out of everything that ha- has happened to the browns it is like worst case scenario everything that could gone wrong like i felt like has gone wrong we're losing people you don't have the time to get your rookies ready and you got a team you know kind of more veteran like a steelers just sitting back pro- and like Licking hey, chops. Yeah, Nick Harris like, doesn't. Yeah, tra- we didn't need all that training camp anyway because we got all of our yeah. players are We're thirty fresh. and o- and thirty and older. <laughs> yeah, um, Nick Harris would have really benefited from preseason games. He would have had yeah. two th- at at least two, maybe sometimes some games three quarters of playing center just to get his reps to get his game experience. He doesn't have any of that now. Yeah, so it, it worries me a little bit. Especially, I mean, they're saying he's doing great. What are they supposed to say? They're supposed to come right. out and say Nick Harris is doing terrible. Yeah, we don't got a center. Yeah. We're gonna have to bring Greg Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I will say this, try to though, get him back. Football coaches don't sugarcoat a lot, though. I was just reading something the other day, um, and they were talking about, or the wide receivers coach was talking about Donovan People Jones, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, he's doing some stuff okay, but." You know, other things he sucks. <laughs> well, I, I was just that. like, "Oh man!" The, the beat reporters <laughs> yeah. too, like. I've been reading a lot of beat reporters for other teams, just, you know, kind of see how other teams are doing through camp and stuff. And, you know, they're, they don't sugarcoat stuff. Like they'll no. straight up say, Hey, this receiver dropped three passes, look terrible today. Uh, yep. This guy we never heard of had a touchdown. Like they'll, they're very just cut and dry. Like, this is what I saw. This is how it is. Yep. I will say, I'm going to, you know, life hands us lemons, make lemonade. I'm going to say because Treader being injured, he's not really injured. He's recovering, you know, so I don't have any worry about him. Like, you know, he might miss week one. I don't see him missing much more than that. Um, this gave us a chance to see what Nick Harris could do. A guy that we brought in late in the draft. That Fifth rounder. I looked it up, and he's 21. Yeah, and we That's, didn't we didn't think this guy was going to get first team reps in camp. No. You know, no. and now we're looking at him, and according to the coaches, you know, he might start week one, and they feel comfortable with him doing that. So, you know, you got to, I guess – do what you can with what you're given. You got to play the cards you're dealt. And at least Nick Harris, I got, it's starting to look like we got a real steal. So in the draft, one thing to look at too, a lot of times with rookies is their age. So, you know, say Nick Harris was a 23, 24 year old rookie draft in the fifth round. Well, that means, you know, he played a lot of years in college and mm-hmm. he only made it to the fifth round at age like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. He's 21 and he got drafted in the fifth round of the NFL draft, which means he's pretty good at a young age. So, that is a very good, you know, telling sign of his future development. And it's crazy, too, because the Bengals game is a quick, that's a quick turnaround, four days. Yeah. So he might I be, about that. he might yep. be starting that game, too, mm-hmm. depending on. We're going to get Browns football quick and fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah, we're, 
I, I can't imagine Stefanski like coming in. You, you know, you looked at this roster, you looked at the line, you're like, all right, well, we got some pieces together. We just drafted Wills. We're doing all right. Okay. Every morning he goes in the office and he's just like, Treader back. Yeah. No. <laughs> Who'd they card off today? Oh, <laughs> great. I did read that uh, Jack Conklin looks good. Good. Yep. So Excellent. that, you know, I feel like the Browns sometimes have brought in a high-profile free agent and they just sucked. So it's good to see that we brought in Conklin. He's living up to that. Um, I also read that Jedrick Wills, you know, he got named the starter, and they're saying he's progressing nicely in the, you know, the transition from uh, right tackle to left tackle. One thing, it makes me nervous. I'm, this is the second time I've read this now. The Browns' offense so far in training camp, at least the passing offense, we don't look good. We 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 are struggling mightily in the the pass offense. I read the other day, you know, we just talked about all these injuries in our secondary. So our starting offense is going up against Denzel Ward and a bunch of no names, and we still can't move the ball. Like it doesn't shock me at all, though. Yeah, but then I also read I might have been in the same thing. Like camp standouts were like Hooper, Harrison Bryant, Odell Beckham. I'm like that's <laughs> oh, so the passing offense. Okay, yeah. you know they're standouts because when they get you know. But you can have a big play here and there and still score zero points. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. they said the timing's way off. And to me, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into this. What if, the, you know, what if Baker's not good? So <laughs> let's break this down into two things. You know, let's, are let's are start, we talking Baker? No, I'm going to start with the, the timing and all that okay. and how the offense doesn't look great. Are, is that really surprising to anybody sitting at this table? No. no. There's... So literally they've gone through, what is it? Day 13 of training camp. Everything else has been all virtual. You have a brand new system, all new coaching. You've got guys that haven't been in this system being brought in. Like it's not crazy to me at all that this is happening. I'm not saying this should look crisp, but you should see progress. And we're not seeing any progress. We look just as bad on day 13 as we did on day one. I think they've only been in pads though, man, for like, yeah, the thing is, yeah, this but timing season, has nothing to do with pads. Yeah. But I mean, you're, <laughs> Timing has nothing to do with pads. You can we work on timing in seven on sevens, yeah, and just your receiver. But drills. you've only been doing that for oh two weeks, 13, and not even that. Yeah, thirteen, 13 days. days is a long time in is football. It? I don't know, man. 13, that's all. I mean, that's most teams get like a two weeks of practice and they play their first game. I don't know. I, and here's the thing: we we keep talking about the shortened off season, but because of no preseason games, training camps actually like a week and a half longer than it normally would be. Going into game one, they're going to have like a week longer of camp than they would have had if it was all normal. But with no live reps other than live scrimmages against each other, against guys that they've been like, if you're. Yeah. So, and we can't, and we can't move the ball against the, the, the well, players in the scheme. Yeah. Right now. Well, then maybe our defense is really good. We I'm did, we that, did say earlier in the show though, that learning, you know, switching into a defensive scheme, not quite as difficult if you know what you're doing, than it is to learn a whole new offensive scheme. So, yeah, and it's a whole new offense for everybody. Exactly. It doesn't matter if they were here last year or not. Right. right. Everybody's new in this scheme. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's but, worrisome going into this year. I, I mean, and I like, and, and some of the reporting, you know, and reporters and whatnot. How many of those reporters said last year that the Browns were awesome, looking great, everything, training camp, they're yeah, on fire. And then we came great. And then we came out and we were terrible. So, how? I mean, that, that might play in a little bit. That's That's the part of, like, what you said, Josh, we're relying on these reports that are coming out from, you know, Joe Schmo at Clevelander.com or something <laughs> saying that the Browns look terrible today or whatnot. But we're not, we don't, we don't know. 
Yeah, it's words I mean, on a paper. We can't use our eye test like we've been able to. Yep. I remember last year watching the uh, game, the preseason game against the Bucks, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and we we had our first team out there. I think it was like the first half, and we couldn't score. We couldn't move the ball, and it was like it was Baker, the oh, starting line, what? yeah, and that was basically it. Yeah, Odell wasn't out. Yeah, Jarvis and Joku were all out, and I remember thinking, "Oh, we just couldn't move the ball because mm-hmm. you know our starting receivers weren't out there." Turns and out, it turns out no. looking back, think of, we had penalties and stuff in that preseason <laughs> game. I mean, and then it was just indicative of what Freddie had that team doing. It was just undisciplined garbage. That's my thing. Yeah. I don't care if we are a little bit off in the first few games, but if we start the game and it's like an offside penalty, the first play of the game, I'm going to be like, here we go. With an empty stadium? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dead silence. You, you, you can it. actually hear the yeah. other guys go, you idiot. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I don't know. They're going to have to do something too with like the cadence count for because like defensive players are really just sitting there just. Guys, all I got to say yeah. is get ready for a weird year, a weird yeah. season. Oh, well, and I'm excited. I mean, at I'm least excited, we get the the Browns. You know, they get to start with a tune up game of the Ravens Week One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, uh, Ohio State versus so, Kent State. Uh, um, so you got them Week One. Then you get a team like the Bengals who. Really, yeah, there's some people out there like, oh, yeah, you can expect big things, but really no expectations for yeah, which them. is a dangerous team. Yes. That's an extremely dangerous Nothing game. Nothing to lose kind yeah. of mentality for the Bengals. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 scary to see, you know, what could happen the first couple of weeks. I, if we had a complete roster out there, I would be like, well, hey, we'll, we'll be okay. Right. We yeah, are, that's what scares me is... We're going into shootout games, basically, it looks like, with our defense, and our offense isn't even a shootout kind of team. That's the now thing, it's a ground and pound. That's what scared me right now is our offense was supposed to be what carried us. Yeah. Yep. And Lock management. <clears throat> and, you know, that's the side of the ball that's struggling right now. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, again... I don't think we should look like we're clicking on all cylinders, but we should see progress from day one to day 13. Yeah. You all right over there, Blake? Yeah, God bless you. <laughs> a little bit of a frog in my throat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's... It, I'm way more worried than I was a couple of weeks ago when we picked all those games and I had to win <laughs> in all them games. Uh, so it's... Uh, I'm excited for the season and how we're like, man, football's here. I'm excited. I could have used maybe one more week to see if we got some of these other guys back or sign somebody in. Because if you sign somebody now, they got 14 days and it's game day. Um, my thing is I was literally watching Central Alabama playing or something last night, and I was stoked. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, this is yeah. awesome. Uh, you know, I'm – I've completely, uh, as much as I love the Indians, um, I'm ready for some Browns. Like, agreed. I'm very, well, very. And excited. this year, so as a Buckeyes fan, you know it's usually Ugh. okay. Get all hyped up on Saturday, just soak in that sweet, sweet Buckeyes victory, victory because yep. then you know Sunday's probably not going to turn out so well. And I don't get that this year. Right. No, you're just going to be depressed all weekend. <laughs> so yeah. You're like, man, I'm glad I got off work Friday. Oh. <laughs> can't wait to go back to work on Monday. Talk about how bad we stink. Right. Gosh, I don't know. I, 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 as a Browns fan, literally we could roll out garbage on, on Sunday next week. And I would super, I'd be like, Hey, Cincinnati's coming to town Thursday. We're going to kill them. Right. We're going to crush them. <laughs> We're going to be okay. I just, I'm very nervous, very, very nervous heading into this first game. Yeah, 
I because I expect big things. This is supposed to be a QB friendly offense. You know, we're supposed to. It was supposed to feel like a glove. Baker was supposed to be able to step in here, and this was tailor made for him to succeed. And we just haven't seen it so far in camp. So do, I'm hoping- uh, do you want to get back on that that Baker conversation too? Whether because we've also <clears throat> talked about this, where we think that it won't take long before Stefanski will just be like, "Case, get your helmet on. You're coming in." Well, Stefanski has that relationship with Case Keenum yeah. from Minnesota, yeah. so there is yeah. there is history there. But the thing is, like, I love Baker, and I do I do think yeah. Baker's the guy, but. I, we got to see it though. I mean, yep. we saw it his rookie year, so I'm still believing in that. Last year, I blame everything on Freddie. I mean, right. everything. Yep. I mean, I stubbed my toe one day, and it was Freddie's fault. So, yeah, yep. I blame 99 percent on Freddie. Freddie yep. didn't make Baker come in 30 pounds overweight. I give you that. You don't know <laughs> that he could have been taking him out for dinners <laughs> at you know, Spaghetti Warehouse and stuff like but that. But there was no discipline with Freddie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. He should have been on him. Should have been on him, but he wanted to be buddy buddy, and yep. you, there was mm-hmm. no respect there. From anybody, from anybody by the end on the of, team. No. Yeah, a couple games in, you could tell. I was like, oh, this is undisciplined, disrespectful. But it seems like Baker's done the right things. He's gotten in shape. He's been putting in the work. He hasn't – I haven't heard a word from him. He's not out there bashing reporters or getting in arguments right. with people on social media. He's just working. Yep, that's, that is – those all point to a guy who's getting ready to step it up. Yeah, came out in a report kind of and said, you know, he kind of lost himself last year uh, in the in the season. Um, so, I mean, he's coming out, and, yeah, and I agree. I mean, have we seen any new commercials yet? I don't think we have. <laughs> no. Live Sports just dropped so all that, the new commercials. He is uh, not in them. Yeah, so, shockingly. you know, hey, we're sitting good there. That That's changed. That's one of the yep. things we said, hey, stay out of the stay out of the commercials, put some work on the football field. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was a Baker Mayfield fan for multiple years before he was with Cleveland. You know, I still have hope, you know, that he is the guy. I mm-hmm. want him to be the guy. I don't want to start over again because I think that's doom for Stefanski because I know we do have Case Keenum. We're high on him. Some of the reports we said, Justin mentioned it. They're showing highlights of Tim throwing picks in practice. Every, yeah, every time um, I see uh, a defensive highlight, yeah, number five's in there. Yeah, so, you know, it it's... I don't know. A lot of the things, you know, and it's crazy. A couple years back, you know, I'd be high on the Browns, like, no matter what, going into the season. Now we have all this talent where I'm looking, I'm like, man, I don't know. Hole I'm here, a little, hole there. I'm a, little, I'm a little worried, even though we got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, and Joku, Jarvis Odell on the offensive side. But Now, here's here's one thing, too, to, to take with a grain of salt about, like, training camp and everything. For, like, we talked about the offense isn't looking as good as it should or we think it should. I mean... These guys are rolling out there and they're running plays. And I wouldn't say a lot of times, but there are times when they're, all right, you know, at this time I'm going to try this and see what happens. And, you know, it's, you don't have to be perfect at training camp. It's more of like, let's, let's try to make this throw and see if it works. Okay. It didn't work. I'm not going to make that throw, but it goes down as an interception for the defense. Right. We're in a real game. Baker's like, yeah, I wouldn't have thrown that. I just wanted to see what what would happen. Yeah. Or something like that. They got new receivers out there running routes or tight ends that he's like, okay, this play, no matter what, throw it to Harrison Bryant. Just see what he can do. Well, I got picked off. Well, I wouldn't have thrown it to him anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. training camp can be a little misleading because they're trying stuff. It's kind of like going to the driving range and like, all right, I'm going to turn my wrist a little bit this way. Okay, that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Still hit it yeah. right. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, the, you know, Stefanski, you know, I, you could see that. 
you know, maybe Hooper hasn't gotten a bunch of looks and he's like, hey, Baker, run, you know, this play here, throw it to Hooper. No matter what, get Hooper the ball. And he's triple covered. Baker's like, hey, I got yeah, picked. Yeah, yeah. Coach, coach told me to throw it to him <laughs> no matter what. So I, I could see that a little bit because you got to see – and the connection, it's going to take time. I know that Hooper and Baker look good. Uh, Hooper worked out with them, but, you know, it took a long time for Odell to even kind of click last year. I don't think it ever clicked. Just no, to be yeah. I don't think it ever well, clicked. And I honest. will say that defenses do typically get the um, benefit of the doubt, the upper hand, whatever you want to call it, in training camp and in practices and stuff because they're going against their offense. Like, right. The you know what? The, it's kind of hard for the offense to trick your own defense. Right. You're there every day. You're going against it every day. It's not the same as going against a different team. Right. Yeah. And that'll be because like as of right now, I don't know really what our camp's doing. Is our camp getting ready for week one and our defense is kind of doing what Baltimore's supposed to be doing and we're Hmm. trying to get our offense, you know, to figure out what's going to work against that? Or are we still in the stage of, hey, we're still learning the offense, defense, you're just going to run, you know, our typical Browns defense setups against our offense. Like where are we at in the – game prep Good for point. week one. We better be preparing for Baltimore next Should week. Should be. You would think. I mean, this yeah. is the, the one game that you get the longest, aside from after your bye week, yeah. but you get a long time to prep for week one. Yeah. No preseason games to worry about, so get ready for Baltimore. And how much of the practice time is like, hey, yeah, our Line offense, we need, to, <laughs> we need to get the offense uh, like clicking, but hey, we're going against Lamar Jackson in 14 days, so defense. we're going to focus a lot on defense. You know, we got to get, you got to get some type of Look, I don't know who the Browns, you know, a lot of times they put a wide receiver, receiver and a yeah. quarterback, you know, type of thing that would like anticipate the running. Well, I can tell you right now, there's no anticipating what Lamar Jackson's going to do because no. there's nobody as fast and doesn't like when he makes a cut, he doesn't stop. A lot of guys no. are fast, but when they, they have to stop and change speed, it takes them not Lamar Jackson. No. So it'll be in, it'll be interesting. Week one's going to come here quick. Um, I'm excited for it, but always. Always a little worrisome. Yeah, well. I almost think it's better to look at the reports about the seven-on-seven seven drills and what happened between a quarterback and the receivers and how are they connecting with, you know, without all that crap going on with the line because they're not playing full speed. And if you get close to the quarterback, they, they have to stop. Yeah. So once you get to the 11-on-11s, 11 11, it's like, eh, it's not it's not really, you know, right. the, there's just so much fake in it going on. But 7-on-7 seven seven is a little more, yeah, you don't have the pressure in your face, but those guys are being covered. Yep. So... And in like typical Cleveland fashion, we could like go into next week and be like, oh my goodness, we could be doing the show Sunday or Monday or whenever we're doing it and going, they've been holding out on us. Holy crap. Miles right. Garrett had seven sacks. He broke Lamar Jackson's leg. Right, right. <laughs> that was yeah, awesome. And, yeah. No offense to Baltimore fans or anything out there though, but I would oh, be cheering and rooting. You can offend them. They're oh, Baltimore fans. Yeah, so you can offend yeah. them. <laughs> they were always uh, right. <laughs> right. So no, and I, and I hope that that's the case. And, and it's kind of <laughs> like Josh is, you know, I was real high when everything was like, oh, getting ready for the season. We were making all those picks and Josh was like, hey guys, you guys might want to remember, you know, we're how Cleveland. many times have they broke your heart or yeah. whatnot? Like I'm picking them to lose this game. And we're like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm more like, oh, maybe Josh was a yeah. uh, prophet back then a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Not the way I wanted to be, but <laughs> the way I've learned. Right. Well, it's tough. Well, uh, you know, so we just, obviously we talked about the Browns offense as a whole sputtering maybe a little bit. I do want to touch on a couple of the bright spots before we get out of here, though. We already talked about Nick Harris has been a big bright spot in camp. I've read, by all accounts, Kareem Hunt was 
It's like we built him in a lab for this offense. Mm-hmm. They said he's just absolutely dominating this wide zone scheme. Um, and then by all accounts, Odell, he's literally unguardable right now in camp, they say. He's one of the best receivers in the league. I, yep. I, he really is. You watch him play receiver. Like him or hate him, the dude is really good when he's healthy. They say he's locked in. He's he's bought completely into the system, good. and he's just like he's untouchable. Then nobody can guard him. You can't even cover him with two people right now. So hopefully he stays healthy. And then the last two people I wanted to touch on are two tight ends. You know, we are the passing game as a whole struggling a little bit, but. Every time I watch a Browns highlight, it's either Austin Hooper or Harrison Bryant mm-hmm. catching the touchdown. And you know who I haven't seen? David Njoku. I'm start, I told Justin on the way up here today, I'd start dangling him out there as a trade for something on defense. Yeah. Because I, I know we just talked him into staying. We said we didn't want to trade him and all this stuff. But he, he hasn't been practicing a lot because of – of an ankle injury and he's just watching these two guys go out there from, from what I'm seeing, Harrison Bryant is leaps and bounds ahead of where David Joku is right now, which is a lot to say for a rookie tight end. Yep. But we it called, really is. I, I hate to say, it, but we called that a long time ago. We said, yeah, even before he was like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting out of here. We said, oh, I don't know. Like, but Austin Hooper is really, really good. And this Harrison Bryant kid, they're saying he's really, really good. Well, it's not a lot of room left. Like, well, what are we going to do with, what are we going to do with David? Everything I'm seeing is David still can't catch. Yeah. And Harrison Bryant and Austin Hooper literally catch everything. Well, and that's a problem <laughs> we've seen with David the whole time. And it's like, yeah, you can fix route running. You can work on that stuff. But if you can't catch the ball, yeah, that kind of sticks with you. And or doesn't, I guess. And you're an unwilling blocker sometimes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, how much of us talking him into staying would just to drive up his trade value? Oh, I, you I know, think, yeah. If you got a guy asking for a trade, you know, teams are going to lowball you offers. We talked this guy in, put out reports that he's bought into our system. He wants to be here. And now we start shopping him. You know, we, instead of fifth round picks, we start getting third round picks. Yeah. Well, one thing that I did see today in a report when I was just kind of, you know, getting ready for the episode uh, and Joku a possible trade like a guy you could get rid of guy you could bring in you guys might know this guy malik hooker yeah Uh, yeah. oh my gosh uh so that's one of the pot they didn't pick up his fifth year option in indy um he's still there uh has you know seven career interceptions and 34 games played it's pretty good yeah Um, he's a stud he he is out there guy i I take him so that's one of the moves out there. So, you know, I was right last week on the uh, yeah, make, Malcolm Smith. So man, fingers keep crossed. Calling him, keep calling Speak him. into existence. Because <laughs> yeah. I crossed. would take Malik Hooker Absolutely. in a heartbeat. Especially if we can get him for a guy who might not even play for us much at all this year. Yeah, and now we might have to throw in, you know, a pick. Whatever. Because who cares? But I, would do do, I would do that. <laughs> so that was just one of the things, you know, I saw was out there. And, you know, hey. They kind of need a tight end there. They do have uh, yeah, they Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle's hurt, though. They have a former uh, basketball player right now as their tight end, Mo Alley Cox. He was a basketball player for, I think, VCU in college. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, they need tight end because Eric Ebron's in Pittsburgh now. Yeah. Man, that would that'd be awesome. That'd be – I would take that. And, you know why it won't happen, though? Because I want it to happen and because he played for Ohio State. And I don't know what it is, but the Browns – they just don't like those Ohio State players. Denzel Ward was an anomaly. Yep. But, well, 
that uh, that pretty much wraps up another week in training camp. Uh, you know, the injuries have been killing us. You know, who we want to see. Um, thanks for checking out another episode. You know, we're only a few weeks out from some real football games to talk about. I legit couldn't be more excited. Uh, remember to check us out on YouTube. Please subscribe. Uh, check us out on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and then, you know, thanks for checking us out every single week. Um, couldn't be more happy. I think we're four months into this now, which crazy. is pretty crazy, you know, and we haven't even had real football to talk about yet. So, right. you know, you know, keep tuning in, strap yourselves in. Cause once the foot, once the season starts, I think it's going to get real good. You it's going to be a wild ride and we can't wait to go on it. Yeah, I'm you, know, <laughs> you know, is if the Browns are terrible, you're definitely going to watch this show because it, it's going to be hear re- somebody talk about how terrible they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we won't hold back. No. No, 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 I don't know any of those guys personally, so I'm not Mm-mm. trying to make any friends, right. you know. So, yeah, tune in. We got one more week of training camp next week to wrap up and then before you know it, we're going to be talking about real football games. So, uh, thanks for checking us out and uh, we'll we'll see you guys all next week. Thank you.